have your attention for a few moments, please. You may unfasten your seat belts and smoke if you wish. Ashtrays are provided in the arm of your chair together with a lever to recline your seat. Welcome to RPG Ramblings with Jeff Jones, a weekly show exploring the various details of the tabletop RPG hobby through discussions with interesting people. This episode is an emergency broadcast for those zine questers out there. Those of us who are not from the UK or the EU shake with trepidation and thinking about dealing with shipping overseas. The cost of shipping is high and there doesn't appear to be any good way to do this economically to distribute physical products to backers. But fear not, good friends. Alistair is coming to the rescue and a solution may be in sight. So sit back and let's get rambling. Hello, Alistair. Hello there, how are you? Doing quite well. So my understanding of businesses is that businesses exist to uh, find a need and then provide a solution for that need. Yep. So I have a, a need or I guess a problem. We'll say you're going to, I think you may have a solution. Okay. <clears throat> so I've got, I'm, I'm doing zine quest three. Okay. Yep. Us two. I got two different zines that we're doing. One I'm doing collaboratively when I'm, I've, I'm just doing myself. Right. I live in the United States. Okay. Um, up until this point, um, I have zero, uh, I have uh, no intent of <laughs> putting out any zines to, uh, to anywhere else but the United States because I know postage is quite high. Um, I thought of some different other ways of doing this and also looking at um, one bookshelf's email about <clears throat> the EU and yep. the splitting with the Brexit. Um, I know a lot of us, as far as people producing uh, zines are interested in, I mean, I want anybody wants one to have one, Yep. but it is absolutely uh, scary, but at least I'm on a small scale of, you know, it's a big unknown as far as what does that mean to try and send something off? Because I know people from the Australia have said how horribly expensive it is to send stuff to the U.S. People in the U.S. I've talked to a guy selling coffee. The amount of just to, it's not the same thing, but for just him to send to Canada when he's in New York, it's very high, which is stupid. You know, it's just there's a lot of weirdness. So on the RPG Zing group, I've I kind of threw out an idea that I was thinking. And then you mentioned uh, that you have uh, a, a solution, that you, you have a group of people uh, that are interested in providing a solution for people who are, and correct if I'm misstating, for people who are uh, doing the zine quest mm -hmm. and they're desiring to uh, have zines printed and shipped within the UK, uh, you offer a potential solution. Potentially. Well, I'm kind of hoping that somebody's going to turn around and offer us the same thing for the States, if I'm honest with you. Um, but yeah, the, the whole point is, I mean, Mixam operates in Australia, the USA and the UK. And Mixam seems to be where ZineQuest lives. Everybody loves using Mixam because the print quality is really good and you know what you're going to get. Um, so if you guys... So, for example, if you, Jeffrey, were, were in a position where you turn around and go, okay, so I've got some people in the, in the UK who want my, my stuff. 
if you just email me your files, I can get in contact with Inquest, uh, with, with Mixam. I can have a hundred of them printed for like 70 quid, depending on your spec. Um, and then I can post them out. It seems like a bit of a no brainer to me. Well, I think the thing is if I'm already doing this through Mixam, Mixam, yep. sorry. Because <laughs> they did correct, Sarah didn't correct me. She did state to me, I did an interview with her. She said it's Mixam. And, oh, okay. Uh, oh, I got that wrong too. It's not Mixam. I, but <laughs> anyway, the, uh, <clears throat> so it's really not a problem. So if it, so they, as far as I understand, everything's the same between all three facilities. So if I have a file and it works for the US, that same file can go to the UK. Absolutely. Yeah. The only thing we would possibly have to check is the CMYK, whatever it is, um, because the American printers use a slightly different format to the UK. Um, but that's really easy. You literally go into the, into the file and you change one setting and then it's, it's good to go. But yeah, I mean, you've got the flexibility then of actually having a UK based distributor for your stuff. Okay. And one of the things we're considering doing or considering offering would be as well, when it comes down to getting a certain number ordered, it might be that there's a particularly sweet spot with regards to um, to money. So I've got no problem at all with the idea of putting in some extra cash myself, having it so that I get, say, 100 delivered, because it seems silly to go through the process of ordering 20 when they might be quite expensive. Uh, and then I'd be happy to sort of like sell them directly to UK customers, for example, and then sending the, the, the Zing creators the profits. I've got no problem at all with that either. So it's, you know, it's just one of those things. So do you have um, a fee breakdown? Well, we're in the process of kind of looking at that at the moment. So my plan for today, which has kind of gone a little bit sideways, was to take a couple of zines and a couple of different sizes of, of envelope and to go to the post office and get some quotes on postage. Um, but with regards to uh, to that kind of thing, it's, it's relatively easy to do. I mean, our, our British, uh, the Royal Mail Service has got a, a, a relatively good website that we can get organized. But I was thinking it would be a case of um, a nominal charge for the packaging. Obviously we wouldn't increase the charge on the postage because that just seems churlish and rude. Um, and then once we get them delivered, we would undertake to print the labels, put them in envelopes. Um, and we've got a really nice system here, which we use called uh, drop and go. So you can literally take 100, 200, 300 items to the post office, give them your, the card that identifies you, they will then scan it, and they will then deal with the rest of it for you. So they'll just post it for you. Um, you do need to warn them that you're going to do it because it's a very good way of watching a man cry. When we did our last Kickstarter, we turned up with 460 boxes that we'd already checked in electronically and just left them. And the poor guy behind the counter was like, but, 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 and we're like, layers. Um, so yeah, we can we can take full advantage of that. So it's, it's not gonna be a massive time sink for me. Um, it would actually be quite an easy thing to do. Um, and it just means that more people get exposed to more cool ideas because the number of times I've looked at Kickstarter projects that I've been like, oh, I really like the idea of that. It's like, oh, but they don't ship to the UK. And I don't want it as a PDF. Right. I think there's a certain something that's missing with a PDF. I like having a thing. So, yeah. So the value, I mean, your value add is um, the um, receiving, the packaging, and the mailing. And the packaging is probably, when I say packaging, I mean 
the you know sticking it in the envelope you know printing out the the um the labels the labels and such <clears throat> you know that's that's where a considerable amount of, of your time is spent i mean you could you could probably when you go to the post office you could wait until you have a certain number of orders ready to go so you're not just going all the time just maybe once a week or whatever it may be so mm -hmm. i mean your time there is little but the other aspect of this is that um the headache aspect so it's not, <laughs> okay you're also buying that i mean not buying that but you know, I guess the, the question is, I mean, it's easy to figure out, I think your costs and you can yep. say, you know, I, I'm going to do this as an experiment, right? Cause I'm, I'm sure like, so there's probably some things with my, with ZineQuest that I should do a better job of calculating, but I am wired in such a way that I kind of find out what I think is the safest, most reasonable way. And I just do it. And then I figure I'll figure it out after I make all my mistakes. Yep. And but do you know, we, we, we did that. We did a Kickstarter two years ago where we were shipping playing cards. Yeah. Um, and we thought we had it all sorted and we were really, really comfortable. And then we hadn't anticipated the fact that 60% of the sales that we got were coming from the States. And that totally skewed our calculations for postage in a very, very bad way. Um, so we were making a little tiny bit of profit on the postage in the UK. And we were thinking that would offset the difference between what we were charging and what the actual cost would be for international shipping. And actually, we were we were very wrong. <laughs> So, yeah, it's just the whole international side of things is a, is a bit of a headache when it comes down to, to the shipping side of things. So we're, we're kind of thinking if we can help alleviate that wrinkle, then that's a good thing. Yeah. And and also, so you're also dealing with, I mean, the last thing I want to deal with is, you know, somebody in, in like, um, and I'm going to, I don't know if they're like, like the Czech Republic. I'm not sure if they're in the EU or not, but like, you know, it's like, I didn't get my book, you know, because I know that they say, you know, what calculate like an extra 10% more than what you sold just to deal with, with those types of issues. So you're still kind of taking on um, a customer support role on behalf of 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 your customer which would be the the person paying you to fulfill the zine quest yeah you know I, that's got to be factored in right it has i mean with regards to the offering at the moment we were considering just going for sort of like uk and possibly mainland europe um but to be fair the the, the system we're going to use so the royal mail's got this thing like i said it's called click and drop um in order to use it you have to give a manifest of all of the items that you're sending that then counts as a, as a register of delivery. And if the stock item isn't received by the recipient within 16 days, you can actually put in a claim with the post office for lost items. So they will pay, I believe it's up to 20 pounds per item. So if you look at your average zine and your average price, actually, if something did go wrong, I would be being compensated under those circumstances anyway, because I could just put through a claim on each individual item. So actually, it's probably in my best interest if a few of them do go missing. <laughs> you know, I probably, I probably shouldn't say that again, should I? Let's scrub that bit. Get rid of that. Bit. What we need is we need an address that will be a, an address that we know will lead to failure and instruction. And we just, yeah, that becomes a regular thing. Yeah. Wow. Okay. What a brilliant idea. 
But no, the, the only reason I know that this is a thing is because we, when we sent the stuff out internationally with it, we had a guy in America who didn't receive one of the packages. Um, and the post office made us wait the 16 days to report it. So we did. Um, and then when we got, then when we, we told them, okay, it's definitely late, they went, well, here you go. Here's your 20 quid credit. And we're like, oh, actually, hang on a second. So at that point, we went for the most expensive shipping option we could find, which was literally, I think it got signed for every single step of the way. Um, and we got a text message every time it, it shipped from one location to another location. So we knew exactly when it was turning up at his place, which was awesome. Um, and he, he felt really special because we wouldn't take any money off of him for the additional postage to send these secondary items out. Um, it just means everybody gets a really good level of service, really. So it's just, yeah, it's okay. just one of those things. And the most important thing for us, obviously, is I want to be as transparent as possible because the whole point behind doing this is we're trying to help everybody because we'd like to get as much cool stuff into the hands of as many people as possible. So if you're going to preclude 40% of the, the the possible gaming community just because getting the post out to them is a pain, and it will be, you know, if we can help change that, then perfect. So um, are you charging... Um, oh, yeah, I know what I was going to say. So for, yeah. for Kickstarter when you do your like say i create a tier for international for, for europe then right yep. uh, and so one of the things and i've never i've not done a kickstarter before but what you need to do is you can put in a um like an, an estimated cost for shipping yes and i think you can either do a fixed rate for shipping or you can do it's uh whatever it comes out to be in the end yeah so, so you can you can do the fixed shipping where you've done your research and you hope that the prices don't change. Um, or you can do what we would refer to as a wag, which is a wild ass guess, and you can turn around and go, it's probably gonna be about this and put that in. Um, and then everybody who backs the, the reward and indicates that they are living in one of those tiers will have that amount automatically appended to their order. So it's quite it's quite straightforward. But so in the US, like if I know I'm doing media mail. Yeah, I only heard about that the other day. That's amazing. You guys have actually got something which is literally just for, like, books. Yeah, but it has to be, it has to be a book. I mean, it can't be a book in a in a in a bookmark. It can't be a book in a CD. It can't be a book in some stickers. It can't be a a book with a loose cover. It has to be a book. And there's no or a, a okay. CD or uh, I can't remember what other falls under, like maybe a cassette tape, but. There's there, you know, because I started thinking, oh, I could do this, I could do that for 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 stretch goals. I'm like, nope. In fact, for one zine, I thought, well, about doing a smaller, like a pamphlet or whatever. But I think that would invalidate the media uh, mail at that point. But so the point is, is it? pardon? Do they check it? They may. I I don't oh. know. Um, I don't know. I don't. I would guess. I would guess if you're if you're going to the post office and you're you're sending out uh, fifty of them, I bet at least one of them's going to get opened up. Maybe not. Oh, okay. I don't know. That's not good. I don't know what they do. I don't. I don't know what they do to verify, but I do know that um, the risk of, of that. Why, is, why, why risk it? Yeah, why risk like, it? But I know my I know my cost is three dollars for shipping, and I also know that um, I know that uh, I can go up. I don't know what the, you know, the, 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 I, I can put quite a few books in before it goes up to the next level. I mean, it's, it's, right, okay. it's not like I'm, if you do like a flat envelope, you know, that's where you're at a certain ounce and then it goes so much per ounce past that. Yeah, we do that but, too. So, 
but this i don't know i mean i i don't know what to do the ship like for like the shipping and also you guys going through through brexit at this time mm-hmm which I don't know if anybody told me that's inconvenient for our, our zine quest. <laughs> uh, do you know, it's been inconvenient for a whole bunch of people. And I just don't think they care. No. So, so I don't know. I mean, like, I'm a, well, here's what I'm afraid of. I'm just telling you, I'm afraid of, I'm afraid of like, how do I deal with like shipping to Yugoslavia might be, you know, $20, but shipping to the other, to, to Scotland might be only be, you know, $2. I, I don't know. I don't, how do you, what do you do to, to make me not anxious about that? Um, what do I do to make that not anxious for you? Or I think what I, we pro- or can I do in Kickstarter kind of just say what the actual cost is? Do I have to put an amount that I think it is? So yeah, you, you kind of need to put in an amount. And the other thing you need to remember is the fact that any funds you get from Kickstarter, they will take their percentage from. Yes. So when you're calculating your postage, please inc- remember the fact that you will also be being charged 5% by Kickstarter. And then I think it's 3% plus 20 cents for by Stripe. Yeah, it's basically, I think if you just calculate 10% in your head, you're probably... I think you're going to be safe at that point, but, but it's but it's literally one of those things. There's another twist. There's another ugly twist to this, and this is when you start doing your calculations. The postage, the postage is figured towards your funding. Exactly, and that is pretty insidious because if you have something that is high postage, yep, and you don't figure that in as towards your funding, and you set your funding to get a certain amount. Uh, that could really wreck you. No, it could do. It's, it's one of the reasons why a lot of people actually do the funding separately. So a lot of projects will turn around and go, we will send out a survey or we'll do everything via backer kit. And at that point, we'll work out exactly what it will cost and you can pay that cost then. But to be fair with the zine quest, it's like you're sending a large letter. Right. So yeah, it's it's just it's one of those things. I mean, we do have large letters which are, I don't know, one of these in all of we're using a weird system of measurement over here, guys. So apologies. They're 35 centimeters. So what's that? That's 12 inches by 25 centimeters. That's just under 12 inches. That's 11 inches. Um, and it can be an inch thick. And that counts as being a large letter. So you could probably fit a few zines in that, if I'm honest with you. Okay. So, so then you can tell me at that point, so I can give you the dimensions I can give you the weight. Yep. And then you can give me um at that point you can give me um what the maximum shipping to anywhere in the EU is. Is that correct? That is correct. In fact, I'm doing it now. So I've got one of those one of those large letter envelopes, 100 101 to 250 grams. We're going to have some translation issues here cuz I don't do pounds and ounces annoyingly. Um, I wish we didn't have to. I wish in, back in 1976 that our government just would have just foisted the metric system on us. Well, you know, they're, they're, there's a reason for it. They're, they are traditional. Um, so, for example, if it is first class and it's one day delivery, and I'll be honest with you at the moment, it won't be one day delivery because of COVID. Um, it's got £20 worth of free cover for loss or damage. It's not tracked. I should be able to send that anywhere at all in the UK for one pound eighty-three. Oh, <laughs> oh, in the UK, you said. 
in the UK for one pound eighty three. If okay, we're looking so, at other areas, so two bucks, you just put in two bucks and feel fairly confident that that's in the UK. It's two bucks. Uh, probably go three, just two on the safe side. Three, just to just to be safe. I'm gonna have to have a bit of a look at Europe, but actually, one eighty three is looking pretty solid on that one. Let's have a let's let's edit this. Let's say we're gonna do to Europe. Oh, they want me to do it per country. Oh, that's helpful. Uh, let's send it to France because, you know, the French are nice. Large letter. Uh, we did 101 to 250 grams. The value is going to be 20 quid. Sea prices. Whoa. Okay, that's that's not ideal. Um, the cheapest we can do on that one would be four pounds and that would take anything up to and this is ridiculous 15 working days no that's not good um there's one which does three to five days and that would cost four pounds 25. Hmm. so that's not bad it's pretty good and obviously the nice thing is if they do lose it we've got a record of the fact it's been sent at which point we can then make a £20 claim, which means it's paid for the cost of the misplaced shipping, the replacement shipping, and the replacement zine. I don't know if it's legit what I'm planning on doing for the US, but I know it's $3 media mail. I'm planning on just charging $4 flat and just including that being towards my my boxes and whatever material. So I don't know. you know. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So that may be something, you know, I, the Kickstarter is, but I think the problem is, is before you, you can't change your tiers once you locked in your Kickstarter, right? No, you can, you can, you can change your tiers at any point up until the point somebody backs it. Okay. Okay. At which point it's locked. Okay. So, um, so once one is backed, you are, uh, so, so just set all your Kickstarter tiers to a million dollars. And then when you're ready, put it back to the real. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're laughing. <laughs> so, um, but seriously though. So, um, so that might be an option too, is just say, you know what, you know, UK is, I know it's going to be, you know, just set it for a, a flat fee. And that way, you know that, uh, or, or set it for whatever. Uh, so you are charging, I guess, this is where I'm going back to. Yeah. It's more, are you going to be charging per uh, book? Or are you charging per project? Like, is it quantity going to matter? See, this is where, if it's a per book, a person could just say, you know what, I just know that you are charging $2 for the zinc, my project for, for every, everything. Yep. I do $2 plus you tell me that in the UK, it's another, we'll say $2 um, for, um, for this. And that's another dollar for, for the packaging. You know, I could put in the, the you know, four or $5 as being yep. the, the shipping and just do it as a flat. That way, whenever it funds, you're already paid for. I don't have to worry about this. Other than once the full thing funds, I just would cut you a check for, um, you know, for yeah, your five dollars per per Kickstarter. Send a transfer or whatever it would be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm having a look at it now, and it's a case of, I mean, what I could do ideally, 
we could actually have it so that people could just pay the money directly into the um the post office account that might work too um i'm looking at a couple of other european countries and it's looking as though 425 is about the sweet spot because that will be three to five working days and it's coming in at four pounds 25 unless i buy it online in which case it goes down to four pounds and five pence so it would probably be a case of we would charge the postage amount plus an un, uh, an as yet undetermined amount of money for the envelopes. So it would literally be I would buy a suitable number of envelopes and we would sort it out. What is probably worth doing would be me coming up, going through a list of all of the various European countries, and then we, if there's any that are unusual, we could exclude those, or that just wouldn't be covered by it. But so far, France, Germany, they're all the same. Okay. Uh, who else might like it? Italians. They're fun people. Let's have a look at Italians. Italy. Next. Large letter. 250 grams. Value is 20 quid. Boom. 425. It's looking as though 425 is going to be the European price okay. for sending a large letter. So that's that's workable. Okay. Right. So now I can feel comfortable knowing that <clears throat> it's not going to destroy... because. I think we all heard the Kickstarter horror stories, but I think the fortunate thing is none of us are probably going to see those types of sales that will financially ruin us. But I still think that we all have this kind of hesitation of like, I don't know what happens, uh, uh, you know, at that point. It's like, um, so, so I guess the question is, you're still at the point where you're working through and you have to talk with the people. Because right now, I don't know. I don't know if if uh, if I'm going to have you know one zine going to the UK or if I'm going to have a hundred zines going. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? You just don't know until the, until you press that big green button and it all moves forwards. But it's I probably wouldn't I wouldn't discount the option of having that that audience because you know the the zine market over here is 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 nuts. People really love them. So I can definitely see that it might be beneficial to do it. I mean, it's one of those things. I can, I can put together a proposition now that now that we spent this time having a bit of a, a bit of a conversation about it. It's like, so it's 425 plus the cost of the postage um, and possibly plus a little tiny bit just for my time. Um, I, I but think that's it. Yeah. And honestly, and I shouldn't be saying this, but you, yeah, you, you need to be charging whatever sustainable because mm. if, okay. So if, if my dreams, hopes and dreams come true, I want you to be around for a long time. Thank you very much. <laughs> me, me too. So, so if I say, you know what, I just, I would love to do, I would like to do four Kickstarter projects a year and I would love to sell to Europe and I would love to not have a headache with Europe. <laughs> and I, and, and you say, you know what, all I need to do is make such a little amount of money. And then you're like, this is such an, and I also understand that you don't know until you do it. So, you know, you, yeah. you got to weigh out this whole thing is you want to, you want to incentivize people to start with you. Cause you don't have, you've never done this before, but you also yeah. need to price it in such a way that you're like, this was such a nightmare and I'm making what I'm making from this is not worth it. That's what's. I mean, I think the thing that's really important with regard to postage is just to be completely transparent from the get go. So, you know, literally lay it out for people it's like if we're sending stuff to the uk if you were to sort of like get a, a price for how much that would cost sent using ups 
and then have the comparable price by sending it from somebody here in the UK or even finding somebody in Europe who can do it. Because um, there are fulfillment companies that you could use as well who would be interested in this kind of business. Because if you're planning on doing one, that's probably not too exciting. But if you're planning on doing a couple, at that point, they'll be like, oh, okay, that's cool. Um, so there are things that you can be doing. But I mean, just with regard to dipping your toe in the water and seeing how it works, I think complete transparency and openness from the get-go is absolutely core. Cool. So it's like, I will update you I will let you know what's going on if the situation changes. And let's be honest, the, the situation is best described at the moment as fluid. I think it's probably the yeah the safest term. Um, you know, should anything hinky happen, I will let you know. Um, and you know, I'll make sure that I'm communicating with the people who are doing the postage for you. I think you've covered all the bases at that point. You've kind of, you know, you you've shown professionalism. You've explained the situation. You've given them the option to not go for it if it looks like it's too much. Yeah, I to me, I would, I would, I know this would sound kind of awful. I, I wouldn't mind slightly overcharging for postage. In the, it, in that, I think once people know that it's a fixed number, they're already good with it. So you know, if you yeah. say, it could be four twenty five, or it could be four, I, just make it five dollars. I mean, I, I really, as a buyer, I really don't want to. I don't necessarily care. I just need yeah. to know what's what am I the most I'm going to pay? And if you already say it's a fixed price, five bucks, it's coming to your door. Okay. You know, I'm not going to quibble over 75 cents. No. I know from my, from my end, I really, I really don't, I, I'd much rather have everything just as locked in as possible. So there's, you know, you know, and if I'm, you, I'm a firm believer in something that I call the disaster fairy. And it's basically this this chaotic kind of being that just turns up at the worst possible moment and goes <laughs> and buggers things. So I'm I'm a big fan of having things as nailed down as possible because that way there's less room for things to go wrong. So you yes. know, worst case scenario, I'm going to tell you the worst it's ever going to cost you is going to be five pounds to send something into your uh, to send something in the UK. Brilliant. I mean, it's not in the UK. It's only going to cost you about two quid. But you know, it's a case of given clear clear delineations and the nice thing is i've actually sent you in the chat here i don't know if you've seen yet yeah i did i've sent you sent you a couple of links so that's the price finder so there you are i don't know if any of the weights will make any sense to you or i don't know if any of the sizes will make any sense to you but that's what google's for yeah it's true it's not just looking for pictures of naked naked celebrities and yeah. shopping <laughs> i've been told <laughs> But yeah, so that's kind of what we're that's kind of what we're hoping to do because um, realistically, I, I've pledged this month or in February, I've pledged to back one Kickstarter a day. Um, yeah, and it, it may only be for a dollar. I'm not guaranteeing I'm going to spend a fortune, although I, you know, last month, last time around was quite heavy. Um, but it would just be nice to be able to get as many of those as possible. So I'm kind of thinking of ways of of facilitating that that would help us as well. The um, another thing I, I think you mentioned, I can't remember if you mentioned our conversation before or mentioned now, but um, depending on the quantities, um, you may also be looking at um, doing a, a slight overrun, yeah, uh, from the UK side for maybe creating a storefront for selling those. So, I mean, there's also that potential option with. Uh, creators as well, which I think people are open to. Potentially, I mean, like I said, with regards to that, once again, I mean, I'm looking at the prices here. So if I were to do 100, it would be 69 pounds. And if I were to do 20, it would be 24 pounds. So there's not really an enormous benefit in doing lots of extra ones. Right. But 
it might be one of those things. But it, it's quite nice. I mean, I've been talking to the guys over at Nord Games with regards to uh, fulfillment of other projects. Um, and one of the things that they do, which I thought is, is brilliant, is the fact that if I were to send them a pallet of 200 decks of cards, they'll do the fulfillment for North America for me and send those out. And they'll hold on to the spare ones and they'll sell them through the website. And as soon as I was thinking about the Zine Quest thing, it's like, well, actually, we could do the same thing. So yes. it's it's one of those things. If people want it, we can talk about it. If they don't want it, that's cool. We'll, we'll just do the other bit. So it's all, it's all fine. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, and honestly, um, if it's, um, you know, generally printing per book is is fairly low. I mean, the amount you're yeah. getting is not necessarily, I mean, that the, you know, that the creator's getting is not necessarily a lot, but I mean, but the cost is low. So there's, there's really not much risk to say, you know what, just print an extra 10 and, and we'll just see what happens. Yeah. And then to be fair, it's probably worth printing an extra handful just to be on the safe side, purely right. due to the fact that it may go missing. Well, right. I mean, that's just what's going to happen. You can have damages and things being lost, but I mean, but I mean, even an additional 10 to say, Hey, we're going to, you know, Alistair, you're doing this, this thing. Let me just throw you know, and we'll just see what happens. And so, but I think that was something you can talk with the individual creators either yeah. beforehand or afterwards and kind of determine, because I'm sure there, there are some zines uh, <clears throat> that are, that are going to be really hot. And I think it's going to be, um, and I think those are, are definitely ones that um, are probably um, likely candidates for, you know, something that you'd want to do you know, in addition. So, yeah, I mean, to, you know, I'm looking at some of the things that are going on now and there are some people who have done a lot of that, you know, they've kind of cut their teeth in the zine space. Oh yeah. So you've got uh, a guy called Chris over here who's doing D36, uh, which is his zine title. He's basically planning on doing four zines and he's got a, a guest list of ghost of, of guest writers that looks amazing. It's like a, a wish list of, you know, clever buggers and talented folk. And it, I'm really excited about what they're going to do. So I think there are going to be some some really good stuff. And I think there's going to be an awful lot of, of interesting things that are coming out of this that people might not have thought about. So it's a good time to be open-minded and uh, and generous of spirit, I think, is probably the best way of describing it. Right. And I think the thing is, I mean, you may be, you know, I mean, this is, you're doing this for the first time. So you don't know yeah. what's all said. And I think the other thing is, you know, we, you know, we uh, say, I go ahead and go through with this. Uh, we go through the Zine Quest three, and it's like you know what I got another I got another I got another I think I want to do a Kickstarter here in, in eight months. But you're going to look at what you've done and what it's cost, what value you know that it was to you. I mean, because obviously this isn't you're trying to prime something to get going, uh, but mm. also it's not a charity. No, you, you know, you, you, you need to at least, you know, say what's it worthwhile for me to keep doing this. So you're, you, it's very likely also your rate's going to change too, you know, based off of your experiences. Yeah. And it, it could be that it's, it's absolutely terrible. I mean, when we were doing the, when we did the postage for the, the Kickstarter we ran two years ago, um, I swore that I was never going to spend another evening putting decks of cards in envelopes. Um, and it may just be the fact that I'm looking back on it now and I've got the rosy kind of colored spectacles going. It wasn't that bad. It was quite nice. It's, the guys it's like came over. <laughs> yeah, the guys came over. We had a few beers. There was some pizza involved. It was nice. It may get to the fact where I'm looking at it and I'm going, oh, I've got to do another 20 of these damn things. I'm not doing this ever again. <laughs> if that happens, I'll tell you, I promise. <laughs> and I won't ghost you. I won't just suddenly vanish. 
It's really weird. Al's not responding to anything anymore. Maybe he died. Yeah. <laughs> Won't be any of that. Well, I, you know, it's it's this is what's so weird about this. I mean, I, I'm you know the you know I'm you know doing the calculations. It's kind of what's what's so hard is it's it's those mixes that you don't know. Like I got a PDF, so I've got three zines or a set. <clears throat> okay, two are are basically. Uh, two are really like the the heart and soul of it. Third one's optional rules. So I basically took blades in the dark type mechanics and just kind of uh, chopped them up so that you just use it for any game. So, so okay. but the first two is the heart and soul of of the random tables, the NPCs, whatever. So I got so my options are right now PDF only, all three. The first two as um, print. And then you also get all three PDFs. And this, then the third option is you should get all three, um, uh, you get all three physical and then three in PDF. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I start looking at, you know, the percentage of people that buy one versus the other, and there's actually different margins in them. But, you know, if everybody buys PDFs and only a few people buy um, the physical books, that's a completely different picture because now my book prices go up. Yeah, massively. And I think, is there not a requirement that you have to be offering the zine as a print product? Uh, that's the other thing to remember with ZineQuest. They do have very specific requirements. Uh, you can, I think you can, you can offer as a PDF. Yeah, I don't I know think... that all three has to be a physical. Right. Cause it's, it might be worth checking that. Cause obviously with you regard m- to ZineQuest, they had some, it's got to be within a certain time frame, within a certain size. It's got to be printed in single color, although I think a lot of people tweak that one. Well, you know, now that you say that, uh, I may not, you may be, you may be right. Let's have a look. Make a zine quest. To participate, launch a two-week project for a single color, unbound, folded, stapled, or saddle, saddle stitched. Wow, that's hard to say. Uh, RPG zine on A5 or smaller paper. So yeah, it looks to me as though you can't offer a purely PDF option. Now the question now is, um, next, the next question really is, is what have people in the past done? Because I, I, I don't know that you, so the, um, that's a, that's a good question. So that you don't have to, um, it's not, it, there is a print option, but you're right. It, I don't know if they all have to be. Yeah. I think the minimum expectation for it is that they have to be printed and then you can do the PDFs as an add-on. Uh, if you, if you go to the Kickstarter, uh, so I looked at the, let me put this in the chat. So it's called eat trash, be free. And that was a previous Kickstarter that, Oh, I love that one by David. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, if I look, I just sent you a link. I think I sent you a link. Did yeah, I send you you a link? Okay. The, if I look his He's got a $4 pledge level that is um, purely PDF, pure PDF. But, but I think you have to, but in your Kickstarter, you have to offer a printed zine. I just, I think if, that's if the, you've got that option. That's fine. 
Yeah, but so, you're right. That does that does suddenly throw all of your stuff into a little bit of a into a little bit of flux, doesn't it? Because you might suddenly only get a handful of people who want to get your your print copy. Right. And the other thing is because I'm doing, um, you can either buy two physical copies or three physical copies. Zine number three is the volumes of that are going to be lower than that of one and two. And I don't know by how much. Ah. So, but if I were to do, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, if I go the, I go the route of, uh, of using Mixam, Mixam. And uh, you yeah, don't get it, that wrong, though. They, yeah, they they'll really come seriously. after me. <laughs> Sarah will come after me. Uh, the uh, the um, I will only do all three copies. I'm not playing around. It's just like if you if you're going to, if I'm going to deal with this, it's going to be all three and uh, and uh, and rather than that. But uh, anyway, it's just um, it's just it's it's hard to do the math. So yeah, and it's one of those things. I'm sure that when you do it the first time, there'll be a whole bunch of of learning moments where you'll turn around and go okay so that that was great or probably the things that tend to stick in your mind are the things that go horribly wrong more often so it's like okay so i need to remember to include covers next time or i need to do this or i need to do this so yeah there'll be, there'll be a lot of a lot of moments where you can you can sort of like learn to move forwards yeah um, yeah and i think it's just um in what i end up doing is because even though my cost can vary i put different numbers between maybe a dollar 80 and 225 a book uh you know i just figured average of two dollars and that kind of helped kind of at least solidify things yep to, to just to figure out i mean really i think you know i'm i'm looking at um just to cover my costs at the moment so anything extra i'll i think anything extra past a point i'll start buying extra art so i've got clip art or not clip art, but I've got a stock art, yeah. a commission to cover already, you know, um, but, but I'm just, I just don't want to lose money on this, but it's hard to, when you start doing stretch goals. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you say, you know what, if I, if I if fund at least $1,500, I'll, I, I will put, you know, $500 towards this and, and depending on the mix that you may, you may at that moment lose money. Or you may be doing quite well. I mean, it's it's hard yeah. to tell if you've got variation in what you're offering. And what you're offering, I I would normally, whenever I advise people about Kickstarters, I would normally say, don't look at the pound note or the dollar value. I would normally look at the number of people. So I would normally suggest, okay, let's say you're going to be charging, and let's stick with with like ten bucks because it's a really easy number to do maths with in the head. But let's say you're going to turn around and go, so everybody who backs our project at um, 10 bucks, when we get 200 backers, because you know at that point you've got X amount of money in the bank, we'll do this as a stretch goal. So you know straight up that, you know, that 200 people factored up by 10 gives you two grand. At that point, you know what your budget is. Yeah. And the other thing with doing your stretch goals like that is you can then send out updates to people and go, hey, guys, we're, we're five backers away from doing this thing. Could you give a shout out to the project, to all of your mates? Yeah, I think what, what I've done is I've not labeled out my stretch goals. And um, I don't, I, I think, but I padded my delivery date such that I can add to it. I just Perfect. don't want to have to be beholden because right now it's just i don't know i don't know i don't know it's just well, it's I mean, hard 
padding padding your delivery date is a really really good shout as well because like i said things could go horribly horribly wrong so the number of projects that that have overrun for you know completely unavoidable reasons is is huge so yeah if you can give yourself an extra sort of like four six eight weeks within just, your time scale perfect. yeah i've got one my my scoundrels is almost completely written it's also um I've also done all the layout for it. Um, it, it. I need to go back and make some tweaks and adjustments, but I mean, it's, but I'm probably going to spend, I ended up buying this pro writing aid software. Okay. If you're, are you familiar with it? Well, what did you get? Well, what it does is it, <laughs> it's, it's just pro writing aid.com. I think it's com, and it checks grant. It checks everything. And it checks okay. things in any level that you want. It will it it will plug into Google Docs. It will be um, I just bought Scrivener, but it can also work with Scrivener. It can work with Microsoft nice. Word. Um, so if if you integrate with Google Docs, you don't even need to you you could be at any computer just as long as your Google Docs. So spelling, it's got a mode. It's called Thesaurus. Nice. And then it'll take your so what it'll do is it'll go through your document and do blue lines through all the different words, and you can just cl click the particular words to look up the th in options. So you don't have to look up each word; it already underlines words. You're like, you know, what creative ways I, I keep saying, or I'll look at your adverbs, saying, you know what, a lot of ly's you're, you're doing there, Jeff. A lot of ly's you need to cut these down. It's like, okay, <laughs> I've got a similar thing called Grammarly, which has been an absolute godsend. Yes. Um, I and that, oh, go ahead. I was going to say that that's got a really clever thing as well because it, it also scores you on readability. Yep, this does the same thing. Perfect. So I always score really bad on really really badly on on readability. I'm normally sort of like I'm normally at like the seventy percentile with readability because I use lots of really big words. So one of the things I've noticed since I've been using Grammarly is I've been using shorter sentences and smaller words. Yep. And my readability score has gone way up. It just makes it easier to read. I think so. If you look, um, if you look in the RPG Zine group, I posted a link to um, a person's review of Pro Writing Aid. Okay. If you look at, he compares it to Grammarly. I will see if I can find that. That sounds like a really, really good tool. And. And I'm not trying to talk you out of Grammarly because it's like I've never used it, but it is like Grammarly, but I think it, it cranks out to a different level, but maybe Grammarly is all you need too. Well, I've been really lucky. So when I, when I've done the, the first run, I'm, I'm helping a guy with a, with a, a crowdfunding project that he's running in June and he's a lovely, lovely guy. So I've been talking to him about my stuff. So I sent him my links um, and he's basically edited it for me in real time. So I've got Grammarly doing one bit and then I've got, then I've got Lewis doing the other bit. So I'm, I'm in a very lucky place. So pro, is it pro writing or one word? Yeah, pro writing aid, I believe is, let me just verify. Mm, can't find it. I'll keep looking though. Yeah, pro writing aid.com. Uh, okay, so. And is it aid with an E on the end? No, I'm sorry. 
there's no e on the end there's no e on the end okay that's no cool. it's it's you know it's funny it's like we share the same language but it just there's such variations that are there's so much variation yeah <laughs> i was talking i was talking to uh to nick over at tidebreaker last night and he he was really laughing a lot and i'm like what did i say and he went we're talking about tv shows i went yeah he said, we don't call them series we call them seasons i'm like ah oh, okay that's cool so it's like mm, need to check that okay pro writing aid i will i will bookmark that so the link I, I put in the RPG Zine group was to review, but more importantly, though I'm thinking about Scrivener, I'm sorry, I did not post a review of pro writing. I just posted a link to it. It was Scrivener I posted the link of the review, and he also had a percentage off, 20% off code. Right. So I, I was getting those two confused. But yeah, the pro writing aid is, if you get it for a year, it's $80. But so what's happened is I... Um, um, I kind of got forced into writing because I want to do things and I was having seeing people write. That's how me. it works. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I've, uh, in college, I can crank out, I can crank out um, uh, essays. It's not a problem, but I'm really not a very, I don't say I have strong writer as far as interesting stuff. So anyhow, this is, and I'm also not good with typos. And so this is absolutely the pro writing aid has been absolutely, uh, it, it's going to revolutionize my ability to put out a more professional written document. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but Grammarly does a lot of the same things as far as the grammar and as far as the uh, price spell check and such. But, uh, but I know for myself, I just, I need, I need help. No, and you know what? Me, me too. That's part of the reason why I'm so excited about Grammarly. I've just upgraded to the pro level, and it seems to do a lot of the things that Pro Writing Aid does. So I'll, I'll have a comparison and see what they do. Well, and I know my writing style is I, and this is my style with just much everything, is I just kind of like just throw a whole bunch of stuff out there, just barf all the stuff out, and then I try and clean it up later, and then I add to it later, and there's nothing straightforward. I don't know if you are you are you a person that can go from A to Z. And you and you're systematic, or do you just kind of? No, I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place. Um, they call me the magpie because I go, oh, shiny thing, and that's it. I'm off. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, uh, that's so. And I think for me too, it's like uh, kind of digressing. Uh, going back to probably shouldn't be digressing, but to Scrivener or Scrivener. Have you are you familiar with Scrivener? I I, I actually read the review, so I, I've i I'm a little bit aware of it but it's kind of just on the outside edges yeah so one of the things i i looked about google docs is how you can use headers and those headers you can make outlines okay but but what's hard is they have to be headers you can do the same thing with scrivener and then you can also but you can move those the outline individual pieces around so if you are like for myself you know, so like, for instance, one of the zines we're doing is a post-apocalyptic um, hex crawl. Right. So I'm still trying to figure out the format, but you can you can line stuff up and move stuff around. And and it's 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 you can create the change the logic of your document very quickly once they're once they're done as individual pieces. But when you output it, it's one continuous document. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. what I'm hoping will help me organized and be able to the other thing is you're talking about that your your friend was or your acquaintance was sourcing out various people to do different things for these zines but same thing where i'm thinking about well 
once I get some money in my pocket built up, then it's like, okay, now I know I need 800 words, you know, yeah. this section, dump it in, it'll tell me the word count, you know, and, and it, it, I think it's, I'm hoping that as a person trying to organize, um, you know, works I want to have other people doing, I think that's, I think that'll help me out mm. more than what, because I find Microsoft Word, I really, um, I like Google Docs better than Word, but Google Docs still is very limited. Yeah. That being said, the original Numenaria book was actually laid out in Google Docs, which I find amazing. <laughs> you know, if you, so do you work with like um, Affinity Designer or InDesign? I've got Affinity and it hates me. So I need to do a really, really, really in-depth course on it. I've, basically, I've had it for about a year. I got it when it first came out because I thought, this is brilliant. And I've managed to achieve exactly nothing with it so far. So yeah, I, I, I've, got a, I've got a guy that I've been doing some stuff with and he's very kindly agreed that he will lay out a document for me and then he will basically shout at me over a Zoom meeting very much like this one uh, and go through what I need to do. So he's obviously, you know, expecting great things. I hope I don't disappoint him. I think the odds are I probably will. I'm not going to lie. There, there are a lot of features that is not apparent in Google Documents, but they are there like they are in Affinity Designer where, you, or, where you're, you're trying to, to change minor points in the relation of text to each itself. And it's more manual, but there is a lot of buried functionality in Google Docs. I bet. Yeah, no, it's, it's really impressive. And I've, I was really, I've got a couple of articles about really, really good design. And the fact that the guy in question was talking about what you could do with, with Google Docs, it just literally blew me away. I could not believe it. Yeah. And I think if you are to, if you were to keep a more traditional minimalist, I don't say minimalist, but I'll say minimalist, but you know, when I say minimalist, I mean, as far as not going out there and, and doing crazy design work, but trying to keep things in a more constrained way. Yeah. yeah, yeah Google Docs, you can, I, you can stay within that ecosystem and never have a problem. See, now I'm questioning why I spent all the money on affinity. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> well, it's, I think what it comes, here's what it comes down. This is why I've, I've, I've determined is I mean, ideally you have a team and you have everybody do what they do best. Yeah. But when you are, if you're like a person who wants to do a thing, you have to do everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, and I, the learning curve is steep. <laughs> it is. It is. Right. So, you know, this year has been learning InDesign, learning, um, um, also did the, um, the vector program too. um, designer and right. and now I'm, I'm trying to hone up on my writing but you know but that's a lot of energy uh to get to that point yeah you know, it's so a big it's, investment it is it is so but anyway yeah i mean it may be you know you know your best bet is find somebody that's it, it can, they can do, do the final layout and yeah. just say you know what i I'll, i can do these other things that are more value added what I'm, what I'm really hoping he's going to have done is he will have set it up so that I can literally turn around and go, this is a header and I can type in the headers and then we'll just move from there, but we'll, we'll figure it out. It's fine. You can, if you don't get crazy and he keeps it simple with those textiles, you can do that. Ah, good. Okay. That's, that, that's something at least. The, but the, the, the other, the problem you may face is once you start introducing graphic elements. Right. Okay. But you know what? Maybe you do everything up to that point 
and then you say get somebody else and they put the graphic elements in and i'm a big fan of that so one of the big things that i i teach when we're actually going through how you set yourself up in business is the fact that you can't be brilliant at everything yeah. and you shouldn't be bad about you shouldn't feel bad about the fact you can't do all those stuff yourselves so one of my main lessons is get a little person in so the first thing any new business owner should be looking at getting as soon as you can afford it get an accountant don't do any of that stuff yourself get an accountant in do what they tell you to do job done yeah. so it's 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 a similar kind of thing so yeah if i can get somebody who can do the layout for me and i don't mind paying people to do stuff as long as it you know as long as it's gonna be better than i can do myself right it's money well spent so the time space continuum is, is it's it's a hard it's a hard barrier that we're coming across and we do not want to, to pierce that uh, or realize no. bad things will happen to us so they're really helpful thank you very much hey no problem take care all right jeff have a good one